Where's Method Man? Oh, come on, man. Come break it down, dog. All right, I want to um, do a quote from Bill Parcells. Is that all right with y'all? All right. You can fool the whole world down the highway of years and take pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you cheat the man in the glass. Jets or three? One, two, three. Yes! Whoa! Yes! forever. Tell him stop playing with you. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, it's funny, these young cats have no idea. They have no idea no whatsoever. I can only wonder whether or not Method Man signs jerseys the same way Lawrence Taylor does. We were talking about oh, that last I, night. He might. Hey, bad mother. Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, there's... The Hall of Fame, shut your doors, you're letting too many in. Well, that was yesterday's rant. Today, it's all positive. It's all positive. We're here in Canton. It's the day. We got We're on the football. doorstep of the Hall of Fame. Right. You can throw a rock and hit the Hall of Fame. Uh, it, it's, it's, I'm excited. I mean, listen, I mean, we've gone, we go through the offseason. I was trying to get you all to oh, do stuff that we're uh, not there. Oh, Today's well, the day we're going to be trying, Yeah, no, I gave up that fight. Aren't I, you God. happy that you got to sleep a little bit longer? Uh, I mean, that's nice, sure. I mean, but, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a long day today. It is going to be a long day today, but I got tomorrow off. You know, so I'll be hanging out and I'll catch up on that sleep then. I yeah, think it nice. would have been good for the audience to see us right in the middle of all the bus. I, I wanted to do it like us sitting there with literally like the bus right behind us. That's the vision I had. I doubt they would let that yeah, happen. That prob- <laughs> since that's never happened before on any TV show that I can right. remember, other than something that was filmed yeah. with proper reverence. I just don't think that they would allow us. If they allowed anyone in there, it would not be us. Okay, I don't in know. The presence got, of the bus. We got great respect for the game. I we don't do, know. we yes, do, but right. I just... We're I, always trying to make it better. That's true, <laughs> yeah. but... But those who are the custodians of the game may not always agree with that. <laughs> that's, that's very They may not be thrilled about the idea of us putting ideas in the heads of the bus. Yeah, yeah. I think they want to keep the bus <laughs> yeah. away from us yeah. because we may say something that the bus may be influenced by. We are bad influences on the bus. Yeah, well, yes, we can. We can put some thoughts into people's brains and make you question uh, you know, what's going on in the league or the world or whatever else. But uh, I know, like on a serious note, I'm like, I am excited. I mean, we go through all these, the end of, you know, June, May, where we're just trying to figure out things to talk about and whatever. And actually, we're going to have some like tangible, we got some gameplay here and we're going to be able to watch that. You're going to be able to talk about that tomorrow morning. I'll be able to hit on some stuff next week. That's where I'm excited. I think back on the full off season. The regular season ends, and you're right into the postseason, and that is a roller coaster ride that carries you until the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then you have a week that's kind of Super Bowl afterglow and break it all down. There's a dead spot in between. We've established a tradition where we shut down for that week and either go someplace or don't. Yeah. But there's it slows down there. There's that one little Just spot. Just a little bit, right? Then it's scouting combine ramp up, and then it's like, oh, then here it's we free go agency again. ramp right, up. Right. Then there's kind of a lull right after the first big spending wave of free agency sure. right and then the the run-up to the draft hasn't started yet but then that's yeah. on and then after the draft it's like the off-season workouts and we're we have to go looking for things to talk about you have to actually give thought to it and you're getting through the time that's left and then all of a sudden boom it's here and today is the indication it is here it is back even though it's preseason, even though it doesn't count it's going to be 
NFL players in uniform on the field, and we see a competitive game, although how competitive yeah. it is. For, and, you know, you hear this every year. The guys at the back of the roster, it's as competitive as it can they're be exactly because they're right. trying to earn spots on the 53. And for 37 of the guys in every training camp now, they're going to be out. They're going to be gone. Yeah. They're going to be done a month from now. Right. No, that, that's, that's the, re, the realness of it, right? I mean, one, it's always good to see some people in person. There's some new guys changing teams, whatever. But, like, yeah, for people to think, yeah, it's meaningless this game for Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson and Miles Garrett, we know that. But I can speak from experience. My rookie year, I played in a five preseason you know, uh, game type of thing where we had to open up the year in Tokyo against the New York Jets. I mean, it don't, don't tell me or some of my younger friends that were on that team during that time, rookie second-year players, I was nervous as hell before that game. I mean, that meant the world. I was there. Here was my chance to... I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to show people I was underdrafted. I'm going to prove to this crazy coach I got, John Gruden, that I can play a little bit. So, yeah, it is important to a lot of these guys. This is, the, this is your chance, like we've seen with guys like Terrell Davis, who's in the Hall of Fame, right? He oh tackle on special teams in, the, in a Tokyo game, actually, uh, oddly enough. I didn't mean, mean to do that, but he made his mark, and that, that's what can happen in these type of games. A few plays by a guy that hasn't got a chance to be in some of the full contact moments at training camp, all of a sudden they pop on a night like tonight, and that's, that's what's cool. Yeah, and we'll see plenty of those guys play, and some of those guys may or may not make it onto the roster, become contributors, and the roots of it could be all the way back here in Canton. One guy that we're probably going to see a lot of Zach Wilson yeah. because Aaron Rodgers right. won't be playing. Zach Wilson needs the reps and Zach Wilson benefits from all these positive feelings that are surrounding the jets. No doubt. They're trying to get that hard reset. They've been trying to reset him for months now, yeah. ever since they, they benched him for Mike white and who knows where it stands. Here's Aaron Rodgers from yesterday talking about his new teammate who is trying to get the most out of the proximity to Aaron Rodgers, And that is quarterback Zach Wilson. As much as anything, I, I hope that this time for him is is like a deep inhale and exhale that he can really like take a breath and pause and uh, deal with the sit with the disappointment of last year and the frustration and then channel it. Uh, and I feel like he has, but just rechannel it to to a positive and focus on the opportunity in front of him uh, to learn with a guy who loves him and cares about him and wants him to be great and wants him to do uh, incredible things every day and to, and to get better and then just go be himself and and look at this as a, a a chance to reset i think he's done a great job he's played really really well in camp you guys have watched it I and mean, he's made a number of great throws uh, he looks confident his fundamentals i think are improving he's throwing the ball on time because he's got all the other intangibles he can run he can move he can throw on the move he can throw no look passes um, so this will be a good reset for him, and I think he'll look back years from now and be really thankful for, for this time to, uh, to grow, to reset, to take a breath, and it's going to set him up for a nice long career in the league. It's amazing to see that from Aaron Rodgers for a guy he didn't know that well, yeah. if at all, right. before he became a member of the New York Jets. Two and in a row he's been really good with a young quarterback. And, and I think that... The best thing he could say to Zach Wilson, and maybe he has in a private yeah, moment, right. hey, Zach, I would have been in the same spot you're in if they had thrown me 
into the game. Yeah, throw you to the wolves right away. Yeah. With a rookie offensive coordinator who right. never called plays before and a first-time head coach and everything like that. It was a tough situation. Yeah, I, I, I got to sit for three years. Right. I got to watch Brett Favre for right. three years. Right. I got to get acclimated. And, yeah, I would have preferred to have been playing, but in hindsight, it was the best way for me to get myself ready. So you didn't get that, right. and now you're going to get that. You're going to get that opportunity to sit and learn and and grow yeah. with, without playing right. in the hopes that when you do play, if you go, it gets back to what we were talking about yesterday, though. It's a how do you make that handoff? Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is going to play two years, how do you ensure that it properly hands off to Zach Wilson, who would become a free agent at the end of that second year? If he decides he's going to play a third year, how do you keep Zach Wilson around deeper into his own career? That becomes year number five for him because we established yesterday there's no way they're going to pick up the fifth-year option. But at some point, you're going to want to play again. At some point, you're going to want Aaron Rodgers to ride off into the sunset. And, yes, a three-year period of sitting worked for him. Right. But that was to start his career. Yeah, this is different. To have a three-year limbo after you've been in the NFL for two years is a different experience altogether. Yeah, it definitely is. You're, you're, you're right about that. You know, I mean, it, it's a tough situation he's in. And yeah, it, after two years, you know, two years would, I think, would be about the limit to where maybe, okay, maybe I need to now move on and try to go play somewhere else or at least be a high-end backup somewhere to where I can get a chance to start or something like that, right? Um, Rodgers, I give him a lot of credit. He seems like he's being the you know ultimate mentor, tutor, whatever you see. I mean, again, guys, play that clip we just showed there. You know, him just schooling Zach Wilson during a little drill there. And, you know, that's cool to see. It's just cool. Aaron Rodgers is totally taking the reins of this organization, and he is leading in a lot of aspects, but doing a little drill here in the pocket. And, look, I mean, I, I've seen a million clips. Anytime Zach Wilson does everything, he looks over at Aaron Rodgers like, what do you think? Was that good? Was that good? And, yeah, Rodgers, like you said, got to learn from a legend. Mahomes got to learn from a quarterback that was really good. And it gives you a year of maturing. You know, sometimes with a guy like Zach Wilson, he thinks, I'm so, yeah, I'm talented. And like you said, Mike, you want to play, and I'm going to get out there, and I'm a baller and do all that. You don't realize that you're just – you're not ready yet. You're not mature enough yet. You're not ready mentally. You're not mature enough to stay on mechanics, maybe like what Aaron Rodgers was referring to on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure you're really honed in in that area. But at the end of the day, like Rodgers said, and where I do think it's cool with the Jets, they haven't given up on this guy because of what Rodgers said. The talent is real. You know? You'll see tonight when we're on the field in pregame, you're going to go, man, Zach Wilson's a little bigger than I thought. You're going to go, whoa, he's got some legs and some muscle on him. And you're going to see when the ball comes out of his hand, you're going to go, damn, that ball pops. Like, it's, it's going to open your eyes. So, um, you know, I, it, it, this is a good thing for him. I think it is to take a deep breath, sit back, and he can learn from the legend. Something we were discussing last night, and it becomes a narrative when a player who is drafted very high yeah. doesn't work out immediately. Oh, he was a bust. He was a reach. Right. He was right. a reach. Right. Why'd you take him at number two? It was the consensus. It was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, right. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. Exactly there right. was no question about exactly that. Exactly right. The, the 49ers moved up to number three knowing that Lawrence and Wilson would be gone right. and they would take the best of the and rest. And they would have took one, one of those too. If right. one of them was there, that exactly. would have been the guy they would have taken. Exactly right. I mean, yeah, it was Trevor and Zach. I was the only person, right, that had Zach and Trevor. And obviously I was wrong, right? I, I, I own that. Or, or, or you may eventually be right. Well, Who maybe. Knows? We'll see where it goes. I still believe in the talent. But, yeah, now, it's, now he's been throwing the ultimate curveball, like you talked about, because now there's a perception about him out there. 
right? And there's been so many memes and whatever else and all that. And he's kind of been portrayed as something to where, yeah, he's going to have to put some good film out there and kind of slowly but surely try to change that perception of what people think of it. But look at what he's done. Yeah. And think of how deep the hole got last yes. year. Remember, after that Thursday night game against the Jaguars, when it was just a disaster, disaster. and they brought in Chris Streveler. Yes. And, and Jay Glazer of Fox, who is never wrong about anything, that Sunday said the Jets are done with Zach Wilson and he's out after this year. And even when that turned yeah. for some reason, because right. it's entirely possible that was true at the time and something happened that gave yeah. them an epiphany. Right. Agreed. But even if that turns yeah. and the Jets all of a sudden decide they want to keep him, the other side of that equation was Zach Wilson. And I remember saying, presumably on our show, because we say all kinds of stuff, and that's the two hours every morning that we have to talk about yeah. stuff. I remember saying, well, what's Zach Wilson think of this? What if he wants out? He's part of this conversation. Maybe he's had enough. Maybe he's ready to move on. Maybe that relationship in his mind is broken the way he's been treated, the way he's been jerked around in and out of the lineup and the fans don't like him now but he he was fine to stick around he didn't say i want to go somewhere else i want to be a starter right, right. so he's not acting like a punk if no, you think he's no. a punk he's not acting like a punk yeah, he's right. acting mature already yeah yeah so that's an encouraging sign right that he understands what's going on that he's accepting it he's self-aware and he realizes this is an opportunity to learn to grow to mature and to eventually become and what a story that would be if if after this this break two years into his career he disappears and then he comes back whenever Aaron Rodgers is done and and he follows Aaron Rodgers and he does justice to Aaron Rodgers and becomes the guy that he was supposed to be from the get-go yeah I mean yeah I mean I think in their perfect world they're hoping it's Roger Stallback to you know Danny White or something like that and we know? don't and see quarterbacks get that opportunity anymore that's the problem very rare if you Old don't days you saw get it. right away right. you're done Terry Bradshaw would have been back in Shreveport Bill Sims would have been back in Kentucky done. right it took him five years you don't get five years right. to figure it out anymore right. yeah it took Phil five years too basically he had injuries and you know was on a bad team and exactly right yeah it's, it's rare so it's good to see it, we've talked about this before I, it's good by him to realize wait these people I saw people here that support me and like me you know the GM drafted me the head coach they like me for a reason so there's something there you know there wasn't going to be a market for him to go anywhere either but yeah he's handling it the right way and and probably the perfect guy came into town for him to handle it the right way too you know Rogers is another one where it was Zach Wilson's favorite quarterback growing up, right? You know, I'm, that's my thing of the week. I've had a, I said this to a bunch of people. Like, Rodgers is your favorite quarterback's favorite quarterback. That, that's who he is. You know, kids, and, and he was that way for Zach Wilson. So I think this is one that made it even easier to let me fall in line. Whoa, what's Aaron Rodgers? Let me do that. And the other thing that I love about the Jets, yeah, like you said, there's no pressure. Everything's off that way. He can mature and rebuild the computer and do all that. But – between Rodgers, who's going to handle him the right way. And this is where I think Nathaniel Hackett's awesome. This is where I know Nathaniel Hackett's awesome. And like I talked about with his dad a little bit yesterday, they are, they will rebuild him. You know, they will have their little Nathaniel Hackett will have his magic way of starting to take the pressure off him. And hey, you're good, man. Look what you're doing out here. And woo. I mean, hey, you made a better throw than Rogers on this play. Right. And they'll rebuild just, him. Just make sure. Aaron just, doesn't yeah, <laughs> right. He might, he might. Exactly <laughs> right. But that's where I think it's really good for him, too. And uh, 
you know, who knows? Hopefully he doesn't get a chance this year to play, but uh, if he does, he, he seems like he'll be more prepared than, than usual. There's another subtle wrinkle to this, too, as it relates to what the Jets are going to look like post Rodgers. We've talked about how when you make the play for the veteran quarterback and he gets a big chunk of money, right. even if he shaves off $33.7 million of it, you're looking at some massive cap hits when he goes. And the way it's set up now, if he plays two years, they'll have $14 million in his name, even though he's not on the roster in 2025, and $35 million in his name, even though he's not on the roster in sure. 2026. So if Zach is going to be the heir, they need to get him yeah. to take a reasonable contract so they can otherwise operate under the salary cap. And that might maybe actually that's work. part of the quid yeah. pro quo, yeah, and maybe. he understands it. And being around Aaron Rodgers, right. and, you know, Money isn't everything, and life is bigger than that. And, and who's going to offer him big money anyway right, out there, right? right? So, so yeah. they, they could find a way to get him to right. kind of do what Aaron's doing, and you make an investment, a down payment, and you get to play, and then you unlock the bigger contract once they clear off the Aaron Rodgers cap charge. I'm just, I, It's a hell of an experiment. It is. And it's when you consider all the factors, it is unprecedented. To combine – Veteran star quarterback right. with young quarterback who was highly drafted, right. who failed, yep. but who still may succeed, and we're going to put him on ice while the veteran star quarterback is here. And, and that veteran is supposedly, hopefully, going to raise things to a level that will make it even harder for the young guy. Right, we'll right. worry about that. When it comes. We'll worry about that when it comes. That's right. a good problem to have. Right. I just, we've never seen this before. No, we, you know, I, I, when you said that, we've never seen this before. Like, what is the, what is the closest thing we can even say, like, or that, that you could even compare to this, right? Like, I brought up Staubach and, and Danny White, right, back in those days. The other one that jumped out to me is, you know, maybe we have seen this to a degree. Steve Young and Joe Montana. Maybe, right? That, that was one that worked out, and maybe that's something they can replicate. But that, you're right. Yeah, but they hated each other. They hated each that's other. That's the only difference. You're right. You're right. But either way, it was – I know Steve wasn't, you know, the number two pick in the regular draft. He was the number one pick in the supplemental draft and brought to the 49ers because, wait, Joe looked like he was slipping and there were some injuries. You know, Joe regained the form, won two more Super Bowls, but then got hurt in there, and then Steve Young got to take over. But I think that's the only one I can even, like – slightly even put in the same ballpark as this is this yeah this is uncharted territory yeah, i'm racking my brain for a situation where there was a highly drafted quarterback somebody else came in yeah. while that quarterback was stabilizing his career right and then you know like in terry bradshaw's early years there was some of that was going this on weirdness with right. terry hanratty and right. joe gillum right. and Who's really the quarterback? But and it who wasn't go Aaron Rodgers coming to town. Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like they went out and brought in Billy Kilmer yeah, or Sonny right, Jurgensen right. to take over for right. a couple of years while Terry Bradshaw just you know took a seat on the bench. Right. This, I think, this is unprecedented, yeah. and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Starting with where the Jets go from here, although not tonight. Zach Wilson tonight, and you know, if he comes out and and looks great tonight, this, to get back to your point about playing in Tokyo, he's got to be thinking. This is it for me. And this is all it's going to be, barring an injury to Aaron exactly Rodgers. Exactly right. This is it. Right. Preseason is it for me to go show that I have grown, that I have matured, no that doubt. I have learned, right. that I am the guy that all those Jets fans should be thinking about yeah. as the guy after Rodgers. That, that's been the, 
the the other aspect of this that's unprecedented. When we've seen this routine, late career quarterback changes teams, whether it's Favre to the Jets, yep. Favre to the Vikings, Peyton Manning to the Broncos, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, you kind of suspend the whole what's next. You just know, okay, at some point, like, we're going to have to right. completely rebuild the quarterback position, but we don't care because we, we want to enjoy this moment with this older quarterback. You've got a guy that – it's just weird. It is. It's weird. It is. No, and, and I think to, to what you're saying there, th- this can go a long way. I know it's meaningless football, preseason football, but he's got four opportunities to kind of at least shift the perception of him. If he goes out and – you know, looks good, makes some eye-popping plays, and then does some of the things that, you know, the, uh, he makes the eye-popping plays. That's the hard part. He doesn't do the, cons- the, the, the you know, the medium or, uh, you know, low-level difficulty things at a consistent level. That's his biggest issue. That's where the Jets got frustrated. But if he shows that, you know, yeah, it'll calm the talk around him in the New York area to where, oh, okay, well, and they'll, maybe they can see it for what it is if he puts three or four good games together and – you know, slowly but surely, like we said, kind of build him up and, and uh, yeah, hopefully he can build the fan base back up and into believing in him. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers talking to the media after the games at some point, saying, see what he did there? Yeah, see look at Rodgers. Yeah. Look at that. Look at, look at what Zach did. Look at that play. Did you notice that play? Are you paying attention? Are you not entertained? I mean, he's got his cheerleader and Aaron Rodgers in a position to come and point out yeah. where hey, he doesn't look, have fans, to say, look. I did well. Right. He's got Rodgers going to say, look how well he did. Yeah, yeah they're, they, that's, that's – uh, that would go a long way. I was very lucky to have a guy like Brad Johnson who would give me praise as a young player after a preseason game. And I feel like that was part of the Tampa Bay fan base latching on to me a little bit uh, or, or liking me for a little bit. They didn't really know me, so maybe they didn't really like me. But either way, and <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. But no, I think that was that – was, um, that, that went a long way to me as a player, but I always did feel like it bridged the gap a little bit. I remember we played a game down in Miami in the preseason one year, and I played really good, and I was right next to Brad in the locker, and they were talking about, hey, what, what were your impressions of the game tonight, and blah, 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 and he, you know, threw me a few bones. It was like, hey, Chris Sims was out there. He played really well. That's the first person I'd talk about, and, blah. and I felt like that bridged the gap of, like, the fans going, wait, we have a quarterback here maybe, and yeah, that could go a long way if the fans hear from Rodgers. Strange, delicate balance. Guys are in competition, but they're teammates. Yeah, it is. It's a very odd weird thing. The yes. pros, the pro, uh, the college, high school is cutthroat. You don't want the guy you're competing with in anything. The pros, you mature and you realize, wait, this is bigger than me a little bit, and you realize, hey, it's about me. You know, yeah, I want to play, but. I don't need to be like in a negative bad mood because I just want to kick Mike Florio's butt every day at practice, right? What happens when you're like that to a degree? You start to press. I'm going to kick his butt, right? And you start to make bad decisions or bad throws and do things like that. And that's what I learned pretty early on in my career. It was like, hey, you know, don't worry about what Brad just did in his 10 reps or Sean King or whatever. Like focus on Chris Sims. What is Chris Sims five plays he's about to get here? And can I maximize what I got to do right there? And I think that's what you do realize once you get in the pros. The challenge is to get the individuals to set aside their own career objectives and motivations for the duration of this season. Yes, right. And to come together as a team for this season. Gets back to why there's a benefit to what Sean Payton did last week. It got the Jets to coalesce as a team for this season. 
Forget about what each of us individually want to do or hope to do. We are a team yep. for this season, right. and it's us against the world, or at a minimum, it's us against Sean Payton. <laughs> yes. So that, that, I think, will be helpful. All right, let's flip it over to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. We won't see Deshaun Watson tonight in the game. We won't see Josh Dobbs, apparently, right. either. It's going to be Kellen Mond. Mm. Kellen Mond. This is my day right here. Kellen Mond. It's all my, my uh, under-the-radar blue-chip quarterbacks and my draft analysis here. Was Kellen Mond drafted the same year or was he a year earlier? He was a year earlier, right? He, yeah, yes, he was I've a year earlier. Yeah, I've lost track of how long he's been in the NFL. Too. Yeah, right. Well, uh, Kellen Mond was – no, he was that year. Yeah, he, he was. was. He Third was that round year. pick. Right, yes. Third round pick yep. in 2021. Right. And the Vikings gave up on him after one year. Yep. I think former Vikings coach Mike Zimmer wanted to give up on him during it that one like year. Right. And he's been in Cleveland quietly, but he'll start tonight. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson will play. Here is both Mond and Thompson-Robinson talking about playing in tonight's Hall of Fame game. You know, it's always difficult. And uh, obviously, you know, your whole entire life, you know, even going through college, you've played every single year. And then you get to the NFL. But at the end of the day, you know, as players, once you start to get a little bit older, you start to realize it's a business. And like I was saying earlier, you know, it's all about what you put on tape. So I'm um, just looking to go into the game, you know, put good film on and then uh, just play with efficiency and put the ball in the end zone. It's going to be super exciting. I'm obviously got family there and uh, close friends. So super excited to be able to have them there um, and, and share that experience with me. But uh, I'm ready to just go out there and get an opportunity to play. Uh, being a rookie, you don't really get as much practice reps. So finally being able to get in the game and, um, you know, the, the time is yours and uh, you get to go out there and show what you can do. It's, it's fun for me. So, Yeah, hey, national TV, chance to go out and play, chance to attract some attention elsewhere if you're part of that churn. That's right. And there's always that churn of the quarterbacks that are moving around as the pieces shuffle. You know, while I'm thinking of that, because yeah. – we were privy to some discussions yesterday about how this third quarterback rule is right. going to play out. Right. And the third quarterback rule, something that came up this year, fueled by the 49ers' experiences, their misadventures in the NFC Championship game where Brock Purdy gets injured and then Josh Johnson gets injured and they got nothing. It's either Christian McCaffrey with a wristband or it's Brock Purdy just handing the ball off because he couldn't throw it. Yeah. And it was a disaster for the NFL. It was a bad look. So they bring back the third quarterback rule, but there are different aspects of it this year. And... One of the requirements to even have three quarterbacks dress on game day is to have three quarterbacks on your 53-man roster. And I've gotten the sense that the NFL's attitude toward that is, well, not many teams are going to do it. Only 12 had three last year. I think more will this year. I think so, too. If you can dress that extra person on game day, even though he can't play special teams, he can't line up in anything but under center or shotgun – I think more teams are going to carry a third quarterback. I, I, I would think so. I, you know, it's, it's an interesting discussion. I think there's a lot of you know, debate about this from, from teams that I've talked to a little bit. Uh, but, but I think with yeah, the, 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 the violence of the game, how important the position is, we've seen injuries for a handful of teams where we've gotten to third-string quarterbacks over the last two years. I do think there's the NFL coaches are leaning a little more – Wait, let's stop worrying about having a seventh receiver 
on the on the roster or on the game day or the extra special teams guy. But you can still do that. That's the thing. Yeah, now. yeah, right, right. You that's can right. have that's that extra guy. This is an that's extra right. yeah, yeah. person you can put in uniform. That's the enticement right, to do it. That's right. the factor that changes it. So the idea that well, only twelve. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm getting yeah, that yeah, number right, right, only right, twelve right, had three right. quarterbacks on the fifty-three last yes, year. Right. Well, only twelve will do it again. No, no, because there's an extra incentive to having a third. Yeah, yeah. You can dress him on game day. Right. And you can have him available. Right. If the first and second string are out, out, whether they're kicked out for you know some sort of on-field infraction, injured, but the weird wrinkle is the moment one of them is healthy again, they have to cleared, go back in. You got to go back in, which I don't get. And and we've identified, yeah, I think so, that there's a potential. We talked about it at the time. Right. There's a potential for shenanigans. I guess there is where the third quarterback is lighting it up, and the second quarterback is cleared, but the coach is like, well, maybe we should like you know. Maybe the X-ray's a little fuzzy. I know, <laughs> I mean, but still at the same time. We need a second opinion. I want to be like, why does the NFL care? Like, I know, you know it's weird. Well, why? Like, I, you know, I mean, the, the only thing we were we were thinking about where the NFL with the quarterback and the way it's set up is like, yeah, you know, the first two quarterbacks get hurt, the third quarterback comes in, he gets a hot hand. They're running some quarterback design stuff with him. Say it's like a Strebler, and they're going, whoa. They weren't prepared for this quarterback design run stuff because we don't do this. Our other two quarterbacks don't do it. All of a sudden, that's kind of working. Right now, the guy that was the second string quarterback, he's back on the sideline and he feels good. The coach might want to go, hey, we're, we got something rolling here. I want to stay with the third. But with the way the NFL rules are set up that, yeah, the second guy has to go back in the football game. And that to me makes no sense. I, I don't understand that. And that's all. the big difference between third quarterback rule now and the way it was before. The way it was before, if the third quarterback entered the game at any point in the first three quarters, the other two could not come back in no matter what yeah. the third quarterback right. had to ride it out. Right. Fourth quarter, it was open I don't know season. why you, you wouldn't put do it. In it a guy your you point. Want. And that's, yeah, yeah. like, right. I don't, it was never explained. It was never brought up. I don't see any articles anywhere. I don't see any quotes from anyone as to why they just didn't bring the third quarterback ruled back the way that it was yeah. and why there's this new thing where he can only play as long as one and two aren't available. The moment one of them's available, three has to come out no matter what. And it does create an avenue for shenanigans. Right. I think the league would say that third quarterback is never going to be so good that it'll be an issue. You're always going to be happy to get back one or two. I don't necessarily agree that that's always going to be the case. Yeah, I don't know if it's always be, always would be the case either. You're, you're right. Uh, you're right about that. Um, but they're they're going to squash that, so it's 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 not going to happen. You know. Um, but hey, the, the 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 Cleveland Browns, yeah, they they got four quarterbacks yeah. right now. They do. And that's why we got off on this yeah, tangent. Right. It's important yeah, because right. Dorian Thompson Robinson may find a home somewhere. Yeah, he may play his way into a home somewhere because teams may be looking to have a third quarterback. Yeah on the active roster. And we know the teams have a third one on the practice squad anyway. Sure, sure. Sometimes a fourth one. Right. So it's just a matter of do you shift that guy from practice squad over to active yeah, roster exactly because right. then he can dress. I think there's a good chance you could see maybe like a Kellen Mond. Maybe he would fall into that mold. I don't know. If Kellen Mond plays really well, right, and Kellen Mond is a guy, again, that has incredible talent. I think with Kellen Mond and Dorian Thompson-Robinson, people see the talent it's the other st- it's actually back to almost Zach Wilsonish type stuff in the conversation. At least that's where I've been led. Like, you know, maybe just not quite mature enough yet, maybe not ready to lead men, not always accountable to their actions and the things they do wrong. You know, those are the things that I've heard about both of those guys we just saw there. But you know in my draft process when I I don't always get to meet these guys, but I watch film on Kellen Mon or Dorian Thompson Robinson. I was very impressed with their skill set and how they play the football game. I forgot you were so high on Thompson. Yeah, Robinson. right. He was in my top five. I mean, again, he was a guy I looked at to go, 
you know, well, what, what isn't there to like about the guy and how he plays the position? And really, uh, yeah, I liked him on film better than I liked Will Levis. I did. He was, he's a natural. He's smart. He's got a strong arm. He moves well in the pocket, right? He executed a kind of a pro-style offense in Chip Kelly. You know? So th- that's where I looked at it. Where I, I really like him. But I think it's a little of the other stuff, the intangibles and things that need to grow there. And I would think Kellen Mond would have a chance to, you know, maybe even supplant a Josh Dobbs as being the backup quarterback in this whole conversation when this is all done. We'll see where it goes, but I'm excited to see these two tonight. It could be Watson, Mond, and DTR. Right, exactly. Right. I mean, we know what Dobbs is. The NFL knows what Dobbs is. Mond and DTR have potential. Dobbs is a third-string quarterback. That's really what he is at the end of the day. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful. I know he's a fine young man, and I'm rooting for him. But, you know, we've seen enough from him in Pittsburgh and what he did last year a little with Tennessee that there's nothing special there. These guys, I think, have a chance to, you know, unlock something a little bit in their physical ability. I was impressed with what he did on that Thursday night game late season against the Composure and all that is – Awesome. You're Thrust right. Thrust into exactly it. Exactly right. You know, that finally getting a chance to play. No doubt about it. Hung yeah. in there, kept the game competitive for a while. No, no doubt about that. It, From the Lions practice right. squad 10 See, days early. That's where I feel like this, that's what I've heard. Like, you know, that's Kellen Mond needs to get that. DTR needs to get that, right? Just the, uh, just the, oh, my, my fault, coach. Oh, I'll take accountability for this. Oh, I can do this better, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's the leading of men that maybe made them fall off the radar for a few people in this process. We're not going to see Watson yeah. tonight, right? Obviously, right. And I hope we see him warming up or something, though. Yeah, just to, you know. What do you look for if you see him? If I uh, if you see him working out, right? If you see him out on the field, yeah. what are you going to look? Well, for? Well, you remember like last year uh, with me, we saw I saw Trevor, and you know the ne- the next day or the next time I was on the show on Monday, I was like. Trevor Lawrence like blew me away, right? Because I was like, he's fixed the mechanical issues. And I was, I was amazed by that. So one, I want to look at the specimen, the athlete, but two, yeah, it just for, for a, a guy like Watson tonight, I know he can play the game. It's just about getting out there and playing, but just, yeah, just a look of, Hey, how's the ball coming out of his hand? Is it coming out? Like I remember before all this stuff happened where it just was pure and perfect every time. Right. Uh, you know, how he's interacting with players, all of that. Those are the things I'll look for. But, you know, he's one that I kind of know what he is. I mean, we know if he gets back to where he's, you know, capable of, he's one of the five or six best quarterbacks in football. So I think it's really like, I don't know if there's anything I'll glean glean from him as much in pregame as maybe a guy like Trevor Lawrence last year a little bit, other than just, man, he looks good and he seems confident and the team says he's got the offense you know, under control, and here we go. If you'd have a chance to walk up to him and ask one question tonight, what would Ooh. it be? I would keep it football specifically, but just like, you know, hey, we, we feel uncomfortable now. You feel like you got the offense, you know, where you want it in your mind to where, hey, man, are we going to start to see Deshaun Watson again, yeah. right? I'd, I'd want to see, like, his look in his eye. That's exactly what right? I'm thinking. A right. very simple, how are you doing? Right. And as he answers it, look right into yeah, his eyes, right. and the answer yeah. is going to come right yeah. out. Yeah, that, that's I, I would be like, hey, man, what's up? How you doing? You know how I am. And, you know, what's up, dude? And blah, blah, blah. And, and hey, what do you know? Hey, the offense. You getting it? You know, with a few four-letter words, you know me. He once had a song. Yeah. Yeah. D. That had a four-letter word in it. It is so 
effing awesome. No, 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 thank you. Hey, that's my fault. I'm the one that pulled the cord. I pulled the cord on the doll. There's yeah, a snake yeah. in my boots. That that's was, one of your sayings. Uh, Sean Watson is so freaking awesome. Yep, yep. That's uh, he. He was. He's some. He's amazing when he's hitting on all cylinders. And I, with the the age he's at and the part of his career, I would think he's going to get back to that. But it's, it is the look in the eye. Has he been scarred emotionally and mentally by everything that's gone on? Right. I do say to you, I said to you one time, I think a few weeks ago, like he's certainly not as charismatic at interviews and in right. front of the mic as he once guarded. was. He's guarded. You never know where it's coming exactly. from. Exactly. You he never know like where people that... are looking at him as yep. side eye, whatever. Yep. He's, uh, they don't look at me the same way. I, I feel that from him, and I just wonder if that will affect play at all. If he was, and I don't want to get too far down this road, but yeah. it's relevant because the Browns played him. Yeah, that's right. And this is the first game of the first season where they will have him start to finish barring injury. Yeah. If he is a person who ultimately, deep down, is a good person, right. but has this aspect that manifested itself in a very wrong way, sure. he's got a conscience. Yeah. So he's carrying that around, and he knows what he did. And I know that he still has yet to do the full and complete, I'm responsible. There's been that edge of standoffishness, that notion that, that he is innocent, yeah. and he's still got a couple of pending lawsuits. So this thing isn't over yet. Right. It's still hanging over him. Right. And I don't know what's up with the existing litigation. Uh, I'm a little surprised one of them hasn't gone to trial by now, and now that we're into football season, it's kind of hard for him to pull the plug on everything and go sit in a courtroom for three or four days. Right. So it's still there. It's still part of his story, and he seems to be always aware of that, yeah. which speaks to the possibility that he does deep down understand that what happened was wrong, it was messed up, and it's never going to go away. And if it ever does go away, it's going to take some time. Yeah. And it's not going to be gone this year. Yeah. It's just going to be there floating around. It's not top of story. It's not like something we're going to talk about in the pregame show, but everybody knows. Right. And, and who, I mean, I don't, expect, I don't expect any of the fans tonight to be chanting anything or right. giving him a hard time. Right. But when he goes to Pittsburgh, when he goes to Baltimore, when he goes to Cincinnati, when he goes to other cities. Yeah, they're going to be ruthless. It's going to be baked they're in. They're going to be ruthless. It's, it's low-hanging fruit exactly. for the average fan who believes buying a ticket gives you license to say yeah, right. and do whatever you want to do and direct it to the key players from the opposing team. Yeah, it's... Um... It, it, it's a tough situation where I feel like, yeah, only time, play on the field, continuing to show a good side in front of the microphone will slowly but surely, you know, hopefully wipe away the thoughts that we have when we look at them in the mind sometimes. You know, oh, man, he did that, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, getting over that aspect. But it, it's tough to get over. I mean, we've seen guys getting some things like this in professional sports before. The first one that comes to my mind is like John Rocker, remember? He said all those things in the the picture oh for the God. yes right yes. and he got vilified and just everybody was coming out and he couldn't mentally overcome right. that he was one of the best closers in baseball and he fell off earth yeah. right you know so that's where i don't think that's going to happen to deshaun watson but will he i don't think he's ever going to fall off earth but will he get back to the prime deshaun watson you know and be able to handle all that because of all the things you mentioned just a second ago pete mentioned something in my ear that i think right is is a possible strategy that the Browns would want to consider, and that would be find a way for Deshaun Watson to sit down with Ben Roethlisberger. That's another one to bring up, right? Because I was racking my brain. I was like, yeah. hey, I know there's other people here. Well, right, and but... the fact that you had to rack your brain yeah. shows you how it worked. It, exactly, exactly. He had, now, different 
scenarios yeah. factually, but similar yeah. circumstance. Same ballpark. Allegations of sexual misconduct. Right, right. He was sued for rape in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Then the following March, there was the incident in Milledgeville, Georgia, that almost resulted in prosecution. End of the day, inconclusive. I still think there was a settlement that we don't know about and won't know about because if the confidentiality of the settlement is respected, we never would know about it. Yeah. But then the NFL gets involved, suspends him six games, reduced to four based on good behavior. He comes back and plays. They go to the Super Bowl that year, and it wasn't forgotten by 2011, but you play your way into pushing it out of people's active memory. And by the time he retired, if you even mention it, you're a jerk. How dare you even mention that? That's 12 years ago. Why would you bring that up? Right. Well, it's part of his history. Yeah, right. It's it's a line in his obituary, right? How can it not be? But remember how that game went against the Browns. Yeah. The clouds parted and Ben Roethlisberger ascended into football heaven. It was perfect. Yeah. It was one of those rare moments where you couldn't script it. And the thing from 2010 was a distant memory, not even a memory. It was gone. So you lay the foundation for that by what? Show up, play well. Right. And if he plays well, we'll begin to forget. If he struggles, it's going to be, ah, well, we know why he's struggling. He can't get past everything that's gone on the last yeah, three years. Yeah, I, you know, that, that's what I look for. That just adds even more pressure to the Browns De- and definitely. him. De- agreed. You know, I, I look at the Browns, you know, a little bit like the Jets in, in a way of, you know, I don't think their roster is as talented as the Jets, but you and I, I think, both agree. You look at it and go, there's definitely potential for playoffs and things they do there. You know, you they are the biggest wild card in all of football. Biggest this wild year. card in all of football. And I think when you throw on top the Watson stuff, like you're talking about, Stefanski, it's a big year for him and all of that. You know, they're another team where you look at the start of their schedule and you just go, Hey, how they start out? Can they build some confidence? You know, silence the naysayers and those people out there to where they can be in a spot that it can build something. They got the Bengals, the Steelers, the Titans, and the Ravens to start the year. It's manageable, but it ain't easy, as we know. I mean, the Bengals, Steelers, divisional rivals, Ravens week four, divisional rival, and the Tennessee Titans. I know people are, you know, not expecting them to be in the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going to be like some pushover. I don't think they're getting quite the respect they should. But you know, the the thing I would worry about like what we've said with the Jets is if it's one and three or one and four because they go to a bye week and then they play the 49ers, will the wheels fall off? Will things start to go a little crazy? You know, it'll embolden now the Browns fans to start maybe saying things to Deshaun Watson, right? Like in, in the crazy things you were talking about when he's on the road. That's where I would worry about it going wrong for the Cleveland Browns. That's why there's so much pressure because it's year two of that five-year yeah. fully guaranteed contract, not year one gets back to the suspension there were owners who wanted it to be less than a year so the browns were forced to burn year one now it's year two when do you get the return on all the money you committed and all the draft picks you gave up right are we getting a return this year and i think it's full boil panic next year yeah if this year doesn't oh, work no so, doubt about that and and look they got a little bit of a bonus with the joe burrow injury yeah not that we're saying, you know, and it's it's but it's reality. He's hurt. He's hurt. And, and he's even if he's ready for week one, yeah. even if he's ready for week one, 
he hasn't prepared for no. the season the way that he could. Right. And what happened last year when he had the appendectomy? Five picks. He came back and played week one, and the Steelers beat him yeah. in Cincinnati. Right. Five interceptions, right? Then they went to Dallas the next week. He didn't, he, you know, played solid, but not Joe Burrow like. And all of a sudden we're going, man, the Bengals are 0 2. Yeah, this is, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it is a little bit of an advantage that they got the Bengals at home. The Bengals have struggled a little bit against the Browns for, for whatever reason. And Burrow will not be totally 100% Joe Burrow. So that is a little gift. And then you got the Steelers on Monday Night Football. You got a long week. And, uh, you know, you hope you can catch that team who's kind of still got a young quarterback and figuring itself out, too, to. Yeah, we'll see where they go with the start of this season. There is potential for this football team, and if Watson and everything get going and he starts to get hot, then watch out because I, I you know, we we saw him carry teams and do things. Even his last year in Houston, I know the record wasn't good. They were in every game with a bunch of guys where you'd go, I don't know who the hell this guy is, who's on their defense, whatever, and they were in games because he was carrying the squad and making things, you know. Uh, really close without a DeAndre Hopkins who they had traded that year. If they can get to that confidence back with uh, with Deshaun Watson and the weapons they got around him, yeah, they could be scary. I remember the comment his personal coach Quincy Avery made in the aftermath of that season. He was thrown to a bunch of guys who had been working at Walmart. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Um, and, boy, that week two game at Pittsburgh. What? Primetime, Monday Night Football, Steelers fans, the first road game, right. Deshaun Watson's <laughs> first full season as the starter. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to give it to him hard. A rival game like that on Monday Night Football, yeah, the Steelers fans are going to be uh, ready to go. Zach Wilson isn't the only former first-round pick of the Jets who has a lot to prove this year. Makai Becton, first-rounder in 2020, who has had plenty of injuries and he's caught in this question of right side, left side, wants to be a left tackle, stuck on the right side, got to prove he's healthy, injury issues again now. He was asked recently about the significance of this Hall of Fame game given the injuries that he's had for so long. Here he is. Yeah, it's definitely a significance. I'm, I'm definitely treating this as this, as this is, ah, as, this, as if it's a regular game, like for sure. I don't even care if it's preseason or whenever. I'm, I'm definitely treating this like it's a regular game. That's definitely my goal to be the start for week one, so I'm just going to keep grinding and keep stacking days like I've been doing. That's, that's just my whole mindset. Just keep getting better. Get, get 1% better every day. You mean specifically the left side of the line? I know that's been a big talk is left tackle, right tackle, right tackle, left tackle. I mean, just... Wherever they want me, I'm, I just want to be on the field. That is a, a departure from a May tweet that he deleted. All caps, I, period, am, period, a, period, left period tackle three exclamation points yeah so uh yeah at this point and it's a shame but we see this guys get injured guys no matter how big they are all it takes is a little bit here and a little bit there and the next thing you know a guy can't play yeah and and that's that's been the issue for Beckton. but my god if he could stay healthy no one's getting around that guy no what a what a massive human being what no one's getting around him he's 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 his potential is superstar his potential is 12-year franchise left tackle I mean he has everything you said it right I mean one 
hey, the injury, the injury bug has got them. And with the injury bug, too, what people, you know, is sometimes you don't realize the big guys, sometimes it's hard for them to shake it. They're so big that, oh, wait, now you're favoring a knee that's weak. And now, whoa, that, you know, that big butt we're watching there and big arms are all the weights on the other leg. Now the other leg's a little sore, right? I mean, that's just the, that's what happens sometimes with those giant human beings like that. But he can't be picky right now. He can't be left tackle or whatever. He just needs to be on the field, play, right? And, you know, back to our original point about tonight's game, here's another guy. Yeah, it's important to him tonight. This is his chance to, I mean, other, Zach Wilson is the enemy number one of, oh, the Jets messed up that pick, right? The next guy I hear from, you know, Joey Muscles at the gym always about is, oh, I mean, Joe Douglas blew it with, you know, uh, blew it with Mekhi Becton. I mean, didn't blow it. You know, like Zach Wilson, he was consensus one of the first three tackles off the board. It just was which way was it going to go, right? The Jets got him, right? And and they got a little unlucky here. But uh, hopefully he can... He can stay healthy and, and show everybody what he's got. Yeah, it wasn't one of those crazy picks where no. people were like, what are they doing? What a reach. That guy's a fourth-round talent. No. We all thought he was top 12, top 15. No doubt about and, it. And see, that's one of the byproducts of the whole culture around the draft. Yeah, it is. Everyone's great. Right. Everyone's going to be a star. Everyone's destined for the Hall of Fame. And if you point out otherwise, you're a jerk. Because it's all positive. They want to get every fan thinking that this is the way to lay the foundation for a perennial Super Bowl champion. So if it doesn't work out, the player is the one that gets castigated for it. The player is the one that gets vilified. And then it turns back around on the team. You screwed up. You screwed up. Well, go back and play the tape from draft night. Nobody was saying they screwed up. Nobody was saying that this was a bad pick. It just happens. It's why half the first rounders work out and half of them don't. That's the way it goes. So we won't see... Uh, much from any first rounders tonight. Wait till you see him tonight. Woo. We will see Makai back. You're gonna, that's one of the, that's just one stay of the, healthy tonight. Yeah, I mean, I that's, that's the key. Right. Just stay healthy. Yeah. And don't think about staying healthy because that's one of the ways you get yourself That's right. Just let it go out and play healthy. and be confident and let it loose. All right, let's take a break. When we return, will the NFL be making an eventual change to the kickoff that could dramatically alter how it looks? We'll discuss that next year on PFT Live. 